It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. Yes, ladies and gentlemen, royalty is in the house. Her Majesty, our very own Princess Di, on this, I don't know, what a crazy day this is. And of course, Mm -hmm. needless to say, we all wish Paul Pelosi the very best and 100% recovery from this horrible, violent attack. And I, I'm, let's wait to see what the Democrats try to do with this. But uh, the well, main you know thing, what hope, they'll try and do. They will yeah, blame us. But, yes, I, I share your sentiments. We wish him a speedy recovery. We are waiting Jim Jordan. He should be on the phone with us within the next five minutes or so. In the meantime, Diana, uh, there is there are so many news stories out there today uh, about the frantic position that Democrats find themselves in. And the old gray lady, that would be your beautiful, wonderful New York Times, there's a story that the governor's race has tightened. There's a frantic call being put out for action among Democrats. As you read through the story, they're going to try to mobilize black voters, quote, unquote, the black, the backbone of the party to come out and vote because it now it appears that Governor Hochul is in trouble. And I just find that a little bit ironic. I don't know whether you do. After all, <laughs> black voters have been hurt by these COVID lockdowns that have, uh, that, that, that Kumo and Hochul did. They are hurt by the progressive policies of letting criminals back on the streets. And now, please come save our behinds because our behinds are in trouble because of the problems that we have. And who and do we look to? The, the language, the background of the party, well, you never get treated that way as an African-American voter, except at election time. So the right. backbone of the party is needed now, so come on out. But during, in between elections, not so much. In between, yeah, mobilizing and activating African-American voters, the backbone of the party in New York and nationally is crucial in these next 10 days, says Neil Quatra, a Democrat consultant, these voters, especially downstate, must be. Let me let me let me translate that for you. <clears throat> these voters, especially in the hood, where we ignore them all the time, if if they can avoid getting beaten up, raped, pillaged, murdered, please come out and vote for us. You have to be engaged if we're going to win, so that we can abuse you again for another four years. Exactly right. I think it's so interesting. They have too many fires to put out. The Democrats cannot get enough money to enough places that are in trouble, and it's all falling apart for them. And it is delicious to observe, and I'm sorry, but I have some schadenfreude at their distress. Because well, they're going to spend money on hey, hey, They're going to actually spend money on black people in this cycle. Get this. A super PAC, Empire State Forward, is expected to receive 400 grand from labor unions to air ads on black and Caribbean radio stations with a focus on, get this, public safety and racial justice. <laughs> well, what the hell are they going to be advertising for Zeldin? Because they're not getting public <laughs> safety from. Because <laughs> they sure as hell is not, are not getting public safety from Hokel. Public <laughs> safety, that is hilarious. 
Well, I think it's really interesting because you can just feel the momentum shifting, that everything is falling, GOP, and everything is falling away from the Dems. And it's not just in New York. It's the entire Northeast. It's states and burgs and areas that they have never had to defend recently, deep blue cities. And this is going to be, I have read some estimates that we're talking plus 50 possible in the House. I don't think so, but it's nice that they're frightened by those numbers because they may believe it on the Democrat side. Well, there's a story today in American Wire News. Hot Mike catches Schumer delivering Biden some uncomfortable truth bombs. One of those truth (laughs) bombs is that they're losing in Georgia. They think they cannot believe that Herschel Walker is in striking distance (laughs) of becoming the senator from Georgia. And um, also they can't believe New York. And they're in danger of losing New York. We're in danger of losing a seat is what Schumer told Biden. And they're speculating as to what's, of course, they're talking about Hochul. Right. Well, you know, you got the mom in tennis shoes also in trouble in in the uh, West Coast. I mean, there's a lot of of races that get these little mentions. But overall, the picture is very bleak for them, which is so amusing that I heard that one of the reasons that this hot mic happened is because you got two old men who couldn't hear each other, so they were shouting. It wasn't a hot mic moment. It was, hey, <laughs> loud talking from old people. Well, Diana, we are pleased to have Representative Jim Jordan on the line. Oh, oh yeah. We are, Representative Jordan, thank you for joining us. So glad to have my you pleasure. here. My, my pleasure, Bo. Thanks, thanks for having me. You are such a hero to many of us. We're speculating now on the midterms, which are underway. The midterms are not coming. They are underway right now. Yeah, well said, yeah. And so uh, there there are all sorts of uh, uh, people with crystal balls, but the surest signs point to a GOP victory in the House, which means you're going to be back in charge of some of the, what we hope would be corrections that need to take place. I'd like to start... And Princess Di is here, uh, 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 Representative Jordan. You may remember Princess Di. She ran the Limbaugh letter. With oh, us. wonderful! Yeah, that's a great, yeah, a great publication. Well, well, good to be with both of you. Thank you. So, the the what's going to go happen with the FBI? Let me just start there. I no, have been. Asked, go ahead. No, I'm just saying. But we've asked them to preserve all documents. But look, we've now had something that has never happened in my time in Congress, but maybe never happened as. as, as as long as I can remember, maybe my lifetime, 14 FBI agents come to us as taking whistleblower status, talking about how political that place has become. Just think about the, the last two months what we have witnessed. They raided the home of a former president. They took the phone of a sitting member of Congress. They kicked in the door of the pro-life leader, arrested him in front of his wife and seven children for something local law enforcement, a local judge says wasn't a problem, wasn't a crime. They just and that, that was just in two months. So we've had these whistleblowers tell us about how they're cooking the books on and, and juicing the numbers on domestic violence, extremism cases to satisfy satisfy this narrative that Biden has that we're all extremists and fascists. Um, how they they're targeting parents who show up at school board meetings and advocate for their children, and on and on it goes. So. We, we have to get to the bottom of that for sure and get rid of this, this power that the Washington field office has, the people at the top have, 
and how they're also beginning to purge agents who think like you and I and, and, and die. That's, so that's what we're going to focus on uh, if, if we get the chance to, uh, to run the Judiciary Committee, um, which I think is going to happen because I think, as you said, I think we're going to win. Now, the FBI has also been involved with the, the last president in the last presidential cycle with trying to actively plot to get rid of a duly elected president. Are we going to yeah. look back at that, or is that all water under the bridge and, and well, you know? No, it's all part of the – you're right. It's all part of how political the FBI is. I, I, my, my, my friend and colleague Matt Gates said it best in a committee hearing uh, about five or six weeks ago. He said – we were debating the Democrats, and, and, and he said, when, when isn't the FBI going to get involved in an election? In 2016, they spied on President Trump's campaign. In 2018, it was the Mueller investigation. In 2020, they helped suppress the Hunter Biden story just days and weeks before the, the presidential election. And, of course, here we are in 2022, and they raided the home of the former president 91 days before the election. So maybe it'd be nice if the FBI just let we, the people, decide who we want to lead us, who we want to be commander-in-chief, instead of always getting involved in inserting themselves in the election process. Diane, let me turn it over to you for a moment. I just uh, am so excited because I can feel the, the red wave coming. And one of the reasons, I think, as the Republican base is so excited for you to be chair of the House Judiciary Committee, this is going to be must-watch hearings. No matter what you do, you're a fighter. You've got the facts at your fingertips. And so we are really – I'm just supporting you and very excited for oh, you. And you. I have one question. Sure. Um, I, this has to do with a promise from Kevin McCarthy's commitment to America, and he said the promise is that the Republicans will confront big tech, demand fairness. Big tech has tipped the scales to silence and censor those with conservative viewpoints. We yep. have a plan to rein in big tech, stop companies from putting politics ahead of people. And as the Republican base, I am saying amen to that. We have been (laughs) banned and deplatformed and debanked and everything else. And so my question is, you have been very clear that you do not necessarily favor the antitrust legislation that has been put forward. You said in the Hill a couple of days ago, if you want to do something about big tech, this is not the vehicle. So my question is, what is, what would well, you suggest we do? Yeah, first of all, get rid of Section 230. Uh, we all know that, that that gets into liability protection. Get rid of that. Uh, second, we, 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 we focus on this way, accountability, transparency, speed. So for truly, for truly antitrust actions, you want those, those, those court cases to get in front of the Supreme Court and get a, get a decision as soon as possible. So expediting that, that's the speed part. Accountability means, you know, to get rid of Section 230. It means if they do something to you, these big tech platforms, they got to tell you. You got to know. You can't just find out about it. They got to tell you, and they got to give you a reason why. And then transparency uh, is the, is the same is the same thing. They got to tell you when it's when it's happening. You know uh, uh, when you because know, I, I, look, I, I'm someone who was shadow banned. There were four of us who were shadow banned a couple of years ago, and it was Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan. Uh, it was interesting. Of all the members of Congress, only four. Those four were shadow banned. And of course, Twitter said. Um, Twitter said, "Well, well, this was this was just a glitch in the algorithm." And I remember I was in the interview, and I said, "I said glitch in the algorithm. What'd you put in the algorithm? The names Gates, Meadows, Nunes, Jordan. For goodness sake, like, come on, we we all know they come after conservatives. So that's what we got to do. Unfortunately, what passed wasn't wasn't antitrust. 
and wasn't going to solve the problem, didn't deal with the censorship and the attack on conservatives. All, all it did was empower big government. Do you really want the bureaucrats in the Biden administration working, uh, having the power to, to, to handle this stuff? They're just going to make it worse. We already saw them team up two years ago this month. We saw big tech, big tech team up with big government and big media to keep the Hunter Biden story from us. Remember, the FBI went to Zuckerberg and said, hey, you want to be on the lookout for Russian misinformation, disinformation, right. wink, wink. And, 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 and you, had, you had media say, oh, no, we can't let you have that story out there, and they suppressed it too. So you don't want big government, big tech, and big media working together. You want to hold big tech accountable, which is what we're focused on. I mean think about that bill. The, the, the guy leading the effort this Congress was David Cicilline, impeachment manager, David Cicilline. Do you think David Cicilline has got the best interests of conservatives at heart? No way. So we think our plan is, is the right plan, but of course we've got to be in the majority to, uh, to get it done. That's right. And so would you then have new legislation that would break up big tech? Oh, yeah. Different yeah, legislation. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna fo- focus on the censorship issue. We're going to focus on the fact that they're, they're throttling back conservatives. You, you probably notice when, when – if, if you're on uh, Twitter and some of these social uh, – uh, on Twitter, when Elon Musk first announced that he was getting Twitter, all of a sudden our numbers went up. You just saw it, and you saw the yep. engagement go up. And then, then yes. as soon as he's like, well, he wasn't going to have it, they went back down. And now, now here in the last week, they have went back up again. It's amazing how that goes. So that makes a difference too. We're, we're going to focus on the censorship issue and the fact that today – and this is really scary. This is part of this election process too. This is really scary. So today's left doesn't believe in the First Amendment. They, they, they right. say this, if you don't agree with me, you're not allowed to talk. And if you try, we're going to call you racist. We're going to call you Nazi. We're going to call you fascist. We're going to call you extremist. They're going to call you all kinds of names, and, and they're going to try to cancel you. And that is just so wrong. So th- th- what, what we got to focus on is the censorship issue. Well, <clears throat> I'd love to see that happen. Let me just ask you a, a political numbers question. Representative Jordan, I try to explain to people, yes, we're conservative. Yes, our base in the party, part of the base, part of the base is conservative. But when it comes down to it, the the most numbers that we ever had in the Freedom Caucus was in the 40s. We have so many, and look, this is political reality. We have so many moderate, quote-unquote, moderate Republicans and and some rhinos in the party, when they don't go along with the things that conservatives expect, conservative voters get very disappointed and say Republicans sure. aren't getting the job done. We saw this under Paul Ryan's leadership. In fact, I don't want you to comment on this part. I think Paul Ryan stabbed Donald Trump in the back every chance he got, politically speaking. And what do you say to conservative, the conservative block of voters about what to expect if Republicans get the House again? Are they going to be disappointed? Are this time things going to happen to make them proud of their vote? Well, I I, I hope the latter, and I think the latter, and I will say this under uh, Leader McCarthy's leadership – I felt like we've hung together and stuck together and worked together much better than we did with with previous Republican leaders in the House of Representatives. And I always point to um, the the first impeachment. Remember, Bo, the the conventional wisdom was when the Democrats did their crazy impeachment of President Trump back in 2019, the conventional wisdom was every single Democrat in the House was going to vote to impeach President Trump, and a bunch of Republicans were going to join in. And after we went through that four-month intense fight, and we, we hung together and we, put, we pointed out the facts to the American people. Every single Republican voted not to impeach. Some Democrats joined us, 
and won't even switch parties. Jeff Andrew from New Jersey and is a great member. So uh, th- that's, that's what happens when you stick together. So what we're trying to work on is, is Freedom Caucus saying, yeah, we want to do conservative things. We want to do what we said because that's, that's what the American people like us to do. But let's bring everyone along, and let's also understand any differences between moderates and Freedom Caucus members of the Republican conference pale, pale in comparison to the radical left, which now runs the Democrat Party. Think about it. There was a survey a month ago. Uh, uh, in September, that where they said 55% of Democrats do not think America is the greatest nation in history. Think about that. All your listeners, mm. you guys know, I know, we're the greatest country ever. Not perfect, but the greatest country ever. And yet, a majority of one of the two major political parties, the Democrat Party, doesn't believe that. They don't believe America's the greatest. So that's what we're up against. We had better stick together to stop them from doing their crazy stuff. Because understand, in 21 months, we went from a secure border to no border. We went from safe streets to record crime. We went from $2 gas to $5 gas. We went from stable prices uh, prices to a 41-year high inflation rate. And in addition to doing all that, they're coming after your First Amendment, Second Amendment rights, and they're weaponizing government against you. That's why Republicans are going to win, and we had better stick together so we can stop that craziness that we've seen over the last 21 months. Well, Amen. we're looking – yes, and we're looking forward to this election – we're looking forward to Republicans having a wave. Your predictions on the midterms, where do you think it's going to go in the House and the Senate? We're going to win big in the House, I do believe, and I think we're going to sweep all the swing state uh, Senate races that are up. Herschel's going to win in Georgia. Ted Budd, a colleague of ours, is going to win in North Carolina. Dr. Oz is going to win in Pennsylvania. I'm, I'm confident J.D. is going to win here. J.D. Vance is going to win Ohio. Uh, we were up with Senator Johnson a month ago in Wisconsin. He's going to win there. He's a great senator. I think Adam Laxalt is going to win in Nevada. And I think Blake Masters can win in, in, in Arizona, too. So I think we can sweep all those. And if you look at the, the latest trends in the polls, things are looking better in New Hampshire. So I, I feel good that we're going to be able to take back both. And then, as you guys say, let's be conservative. Let's be what Rush said. Let's, let's, let's love this great country. Let's fight for the principles that make America great, and let's do what we said. Jim Jordan, Absolutely. thank you so much for joining us. We hope to yeah, hear from you, you again guys. soon. We'll, we'll catch you in a all few right. weeks, hopefully after the elections and Talk again. Thank you so much, sir. All right, we'll do it. Take care. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Princess, all right, Princess Di, what do you think? I think that was a great answer. I think it's good that uh, we have let him know that we're paying attention. And I hope that he's right, that he is going to put forward better legislation for antitrust to break up big tech, because that is an excellent solution, in addition to getting rid of the 230, which is protection from legal liability for these big techs. But I, th- I think he's, you know, he's one of us. And that is a wonderful thing to have in at the levers of power. And we just have to make sure that he hears from us. Thank you, Princess Di. We will speak with you tomorrow on the Saturday morning radio extravaganza. Thank you, Princess Di. Thank you, Sir James. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen. Boston Early's Rush Hour continues with your calls, 800-848-WABC and more news. Of course, we're acknowledging the death of a rock and roll great today, Jerry Lee Lewis, also for New Yorkers. We would like to send condolences to the family of Reverend Dr. Calvin Butts, the longtime pastor, political activist. Yes, I know he was a leftist, and I don't care about that at this moment. We'd like to send our deepest condolences to the family of Reverend Dr. Calvin Butts, Harlem's historic Abyssinian Baptist Church, who passed away. We'll be back. More of your calls. More news right after this. Well,